This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hour number two here inside the locker room, high atop Chuck Nolfield. The Basilica as our backdrop. Yes. With its four prominent steeples. Uh, a cloud oh, yeah. passing by right I never at the noticed moment. that there was four steeples on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just do, you don't count them. And then all of a sudden I see them now. Yeah. Four steeples, four crosses right on top that? of those steeples. Yeah. So, I mean, beautiful architecture on this campus. It really is. This whole campus is gorgeous. I mean, it's like a Father little Father Paul's gym. done, oh, he's just done outstanding work here. Yeah, he has. And I still got to make it over to the grist mill on yeah. the backside because, they, you know, they sell hot sauce now. Hot sauce, you yeah, say? Yeah, St. Vincent hot sauce. Oh, oh. So, my. yeah, so they, they now make their hot sauce on site. They work no for the kidding. company. So, yeah, I, I got to get that before I leave. You know, it's interesting because they, they had their own bottled water, too, that they did at, at a, for a period of time there. I don't know what. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was a period of time they had their own bottled water. I wonder if they're still yeah. doing that. Well, hey, we, we know still got good beer. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. Uh, we're in the locker room. I had to had to set the set the scenic. Oh yes, yes. for everyone out As there. As the golf carts are moving back and forth. That's right, bringing the, the guys uh, to the locker room. Those golf limos are so nice. I mean, it, it is such an added luxury. I mean, because back it, in the day, when, when you're beat up, you know, the last thing you want to do is trudge a long ways to dinner. Yeah, especially you know? uphill and down because it's still a little hilly. Yeah, it is. But every hill seems to be like. Like, just exacerbated because, you, you know. Well, if you've been pounding on people, yeah, well, people have been pounding on you. Yeah, because every every step is just like, ugh. Yeah. Eh. yeah. I mean, heck, heck, we're sore, and we didn't do anything, Wolf. Oh, I know. You know? It's, it's being around here. I can feel it come from, uh, you know, in my DNA. You know, yeah, the cumulative damage just, just kicks in, and you're just like, okay, now now I know what training camp feels like. We, <laughs> we don't need again. a reason to get hurt. No, we don't. We've already damaged our bodies enough that okay, anything can go at any time. You never know. Yeah, we we we've we've gone the links out here on this field <laughs> that it just pops back up. How about our poor Saint Vincent Bearcats football team? They're down here and they're on the artificial turf. They got to walk that hill. Yeah, and it's it's not a killer hill in the sense of. But a you, steep grade, yeah. the fact that you but have a grade. A long, yeah, <laughs> it's a long grade. up. I would imagine that's a good 150 yards, 200 yards up to well, the locker room. It's definitely longer than the football field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Boom. We got a measuring stick right Boom, in front Boom, right of us. there. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's looking yeah, like it's about easy, a good, it's easy, 200 a, plus. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you, and you're trudging up there and after practice. Oh, oh it's so with tiring. Pa- with pads and oh, helmets you know, in your oh, hand man. and. I'm uh, so glad I'm retired. Who are you telling? Because <laughs> we, we, we can ride the cart with zero guilt. Yes. You, you know, yeah. it's like, listen, yeah. our efforts got these carts here, okay, just to let you know. <laughs> you know, one time years ago I was on the sidelines, and I'm by the heater I'm in Cleveland. I'll never forget this. And a young buck, I, I forgot who it was. He was a, he was a rookie, you know, a couple of years. But uh, he comes by, and he's, like, looking at me like, what are you doing here? I go. Don't even. I made my bones in this league before you were born, young man. Yeah, don't, don't exactly. Even, don't even ask. All yeah, right? yeah, you're asking this question. Yeah, like, no, no, no. You just, hey, keep it moving, young, yeah. young buck. <laughs> yeah. Keep it moving, buttercup. That's it. Just move <laughs> along. Nothing to see here. Exactly. I will take my, I will take my rest wherever I see fit. <laughs> 
it's a truthful yeah, well, matter. And also because let's face it, Wolf, you were on the sidelines for a long time. I've been on the side. Yep. There's no there's no sitting opportunities once the game starts. No, no. So <laughs> yeah, you take full advantage of that pregame sit session. You're you're about you got a good three hours of standing, three yeah. and a half hours of standing. You yeah, know, and don't let don't let it go into overtime. Oh, heaven, <laughs> don't no. let it go into overtime. Woo. Yeah, you start learning to lean on walls and, oh, yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Like you know, and you have security guys staring at you like i'm not coming in the bench area during the game okay just calm down just I'll, stop it yeah i'm gonna get a gatorade yeah because i can yes and you're not gonna stop me yeah but, exactly so but i'm not gonna sit down <laughs> all oh, right man. yeah here, let's get back on topic oh, yeah. that was that was a good that uh, is. defensive mvp we talked about offensive right MVP, correct mundo and that's squarely kenny pickett i mean yeah. that that's the focus that is the penultimate guy that has to be that guy in that moment. But defense, I feel like, is a little more subjective. It's a little yeah. bit more, We've got you know, more differentiation. Standing out. Yeah. So who is your defensive MVP at camp? Well, I, I couldn't help but put my eyes on Quan Alexander from the moment the dude came in. Uh, Boomstick, yeah. And you know what? He's, he's got a rep, too. You know what I mean? You, you, know he's, you know what you're supposed to be getting. Yeah. He's a hard hitter. The guy's always been a hard hitter. He's been here for 12 practices. Um, he is really one of those quintessential three-down linebackers capable of coverage as well as uh, getting uh, involved in the run game and being a run stopper. He, he's played in the base Oki, the nickel, the dime, and the big nickel uh, personnel groupings. Yeah. And um, you know what? So far, you take a look at the three inside guys, the three top guys, and that's Cole Holcomb, that's Landon Roberts, and that's Quan Alexander. And so far, they've kind of the division of labor has been rather even amongst the three of them. Yeah. You know that Mark Robinson is making great strides this camp. Um, I'm looking at that, and, I, I, I you know, I, I think Quan is just – that hit the other day that he got fined out. I just – I'm sorry. Yeah. That was just – that, that was just doing business, you know, and it's unfortunate the head got it's in the way. It's a football play yeah, made a by football. a football player. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I like what I've seen from Quan Alexander, and I think he's a guy that um, I would I would offer as, a, you know, my defensive MVP throughout the camp. Even though he's only been here, you know, he got came in late. Yeah, came in a late sign yep. um, addition. I forgot who was let go to make room for him. That's often what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that memorable. No. Yeah, no. whoever it was. But hey, this guy's been memorable. This guy's memorable. We've we've yeah. seen the hits. We saw him in uh, the backs on backers, lighting some people up. Yes. Um. Very much so. Had, had that TFL in the game. Yes, he did. Where he yes. just shot through the backfield. Also, the third, the third and short stop, where he came up and yes. met the guy in the hole. Him yes. and Cole Holcomb together. Yes. 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 Um, Cole took on the puller. He went and got the he went and got the running back. So yeah, you've see, you've seen the flashes of what he can do. Um, I like that pick. I will see your Quan Alexander. All right. And what are you going to raise me? I will raise you Elijah Riley. You went right right to the heart of. Hey, listen. You made your pick. I'm just saying. I know. I I'm know. Just saying. I know it. So I so I I had I had to throw in I had to throw in my West Point guy. You picked the yep. LSU guy. Yep, you're listen, right. Listen, you you went SEC, so I had I had yep. to go military service school. Okay, so that's a fine pick, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Elijah Riley has, like I said, since he's been here last year, midseason when we had the triage go on in the secondary, yeah. and we literally brought the in like triage. four guys, yeah. right? <laughs> Can anybody here play in the secondary? Raise your hand, please. Exactly. Can any, anybody, 
Any, okay, anybody. So now we now we now we have to call call a phone a friend. <laughs> had a phone had a phone in Elijah, right? <laughs> Omar Khan speed dial. Yeah, speed dial. He's Find on our somebody. list. Yeah, uh, West Point check. Uh, hard hitter check. check. <laughs> Gonna be in shape check. <laughs> Let's go. Pulse check. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. But uh, but Elijah's come in and you know he's just he's competing for that nickel position um, because of the whole secondary kind of competition. Correct. With the corners, he's he's found a way to have an opportunity to really lead the charge in that category. Was in there with Duke Dawson, Chandon Sullivan, Luke Barku. Luke Barku is in there, and then I think you know I think he's really made himself stand out. He has. Camp. He's he's intercepted the ball. He's had some TFLs. He's shown that he's capable of run stopping. Yeah. He's had some good work on the special teams. He's a guy that uh, I like. I've always I've always. You know, you, you think a lot of the West Point kids because it, 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 they really are. It's a great institution and a great uh, bastion of leadership there, yeah. with the people they have. I, I'm a little yeah, biased towards it myself. But, yeah, yeah, I like the fact that Elijah is a guy that you put on the on the radar there as being a defensive MVP because he's grown, he's shown, and uh, I, I hope he continues to keep doing things he's done. Yeah, is there anybody else you can think of on the defensive side of the ball? I got one more. Okay, um, yeah. you know, the one other thing I, I forgot to mention, the thing I like about Quan Alexander, too, and he'll yeah. tell you this, he brings the energy. You know, yeah. in every locker room I've ever been in, you know this, you've been there, too, you know it well, you have energy. Uh, you have uh, adders, subtractors, multipliers, and dividers. Yes. That's what's in the locker room. Yeah. You want to minimize the, the subtractors and the dividers especially, but yeah. the energy, the, the guys that bring the energy, the adders, the multipliers, that's what I think Quan Alexander is, one of those guys that expands the energy group, guy that brings more, guy like, you know, Arthur Motes, you know. Yeah. I mean, Arthur does more so with the energy, and I think Quan is one of those guys that's also a banger, you know, and yeah. just kind of leads the way with a high intensity. Yeah, well, we talk about it, right? You want guys who can be force multipliers. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that's that's essentially, I think, what you're saying is a guy who makes up for it and – brings more than just his job it seems like there's 12 guys on the field when they're out there and so you know i love that aspect but the biggest thing is going to be can Quan stay healthy with that and there you go and keep that up for the entire season but i think i believe he can because of the depth we have at the position Mm -hmm. and the fact that we'll want to rotate all of those guys you know to play and have a game impact and so I think if you can do that, when you have a healthy rotation of guys, guys are fresher, right, because they're not exposed as much. Like we talked about that with Cam Hayward. Right. Even though Cam has been the, the picture of durability, you still want to give the man a rest because the more you expose them to something, the more opportunities it is for something to go wrong, right? Just like saying, hey, you know, I've, I've driven a car. And the more you drive a car, and you, the more likely you are to at least have one accident, right? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so so I think for Quan, it'll be how do how do they measure those reps? How do they keep him fresh and rotate throughout there? Absolutely, I, yeah. I really I, I'm interested to see how this is all going to work out because each guy brings a little bit different, um, you know, talents and attributes to that inner linebacker grouping. And right now, you know, Alandon to me is just a run stopper. And I shouldn't say that because I have not seen him all that much in, 
you know, in pass, uh, in, in, in coverage and so forth. Cole Holcomb, you know he can run. I mean, yeah. the guy's the guy is able to run. He got it all. Quan is just that guy that uh, if he can stay healthy, I just think he's just one of those special three-down linebackers. And we'll, we'll see. You yeah. know, it will be interesting. Yeah, go, going Looney Tune style, he's like a Tasmanian devil. Yeah. 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 He, he, he's, he's bringing it with him. Yeah, he's, well, he's doing the multiple colored hair. You know? That is true. That is and, true. You know, and I, I, I like it. You know. Yeah. No. You got to be loose. Peacock esque. Yeah. Yeah. Show the feathers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but do you, do you have any other guys yeah. that you would think of? Um, I yeah. can't think of anybody as a, you know anyone. I thought Quan Alexander. Basically, the the offensive defensive things are they're like almost. It is what it is. You can't help it. These are highlighted guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They are. And they're so, guys who bring who yeah. bring the noise and the attention. Exactly. But. We also have a best non-rookie newcomer. Oh, now, who would you not? Who can't be a rookie. Be? All right, cannot be a rookie. Has to be a guy who has yeah, NFL who? EXP. Exactly <laughs> so. Exactly so. I went out and I, I went to the Brotherhood. No doubt about. it. I thought Isaac Suamalo would be a guy that I thought. Okay, he's going to add to the room. Well, he's done more than add to the room. You watch yeah. him, and he just goes about his business in a way that is highly proficient, I think he just shows why they spent some money on him and why they inserted him rapidly into the lineup. Because this guy, he's a man of few words, but he's a man of many actions. Yeah. As he's out on the field getting the job done, whether it's pulling, trapping, pass protection, uh, the the deuce, as you call it, or double teams. Deuce, double, block, whatever you want to He is just highly functional. And watching him and Cam Hayward – Respect, respectfully battle it out each and every time yes. they put the pads on has been something I go, okay, you know, this guy, Suomalo, yeah, I can see now why they they were so big on him. He's strong. He plays with a good low pad level. He's not out of position. He's a guy that, you know, doesn't abandon the center or the tackle and pass pro. He sees it from both sides, and I, I like the way he moves and operates in there. He seems to have a good sense of, you know, the games and understanding the twists which obviously is what you want in a veteran. He's got to have that. Wouldn't have lasted this long and wouldn't be such a top-notch um, free agent addition. But I always go back to what Jason Kelsey from the Eagle said, when he, how bummed he was that Isaac was coming over here to the Berg because he's such a highly intelligent guy who is able to help bring a lot of, you know, um, let's say security to and that stability. position. And stability, stability yes. would be another Especially if you've got a, a Brojo, you know, Broderick yeah. Jones, or you got Danny Moore out there. Because people forget Danny Moore is still a young buck. Yes. He is really a young buck, and he's a, a fine developing young buck. Yeah. And it's that's what it is. Okay. I said so, my piece. Yeah. No, and, and I, 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 love, I love that pick because, like you said, Isaac Ciamalo has really stabilized the offensive line position. You're like – Oh, we only added one new guy to the starting lineup, quote-unquote, right now, right, because there's still a left tackle battle. Um, Did we do enough? Yes, you did. (laughs) Yes. I I can confidently say Isaac Siamalu was the piece that was necessary to put everything in order, right? And I think you're absolutely on the right track when you talk about a non-rookie newcomer coming in, but also – Here's what I love, Wolf. Okay. Doesn't he just look like a stealer? Oh, he does. Yeah. Just, I mean, listen, big, big, physical, quiet, 
and just does he he does he does his due without having to say a lot of words. He let he lets his physical presence and actions speak for themselves. I don't need to bark. I just need to go bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, good word. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, and, and and that's what he does. I mean, he comes out and it is all bite, very little bark. You know what? You're not going to get a yapping puppy. That's that's full grown. Yeah, you know, a pit bull. That's there. right. That that is manimal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I like what I see with him, and uh, I, I I look for, um, you know, Nate Herbig coming back too. That'll be great. Yeah. That'll be um, great. There's just a lot of good stuff going on with the offensive line. Pat Myers has got it going on. Had it yeah. so from the bye week, week number nine last year. Uh, we, we we got a lot there uh, with, with Pat Myers bringing this group around. But I really like the addition of Isaac Suamalo. I know there's another guy um, possibly that you might like, Ryden Fajoko. That's another newcomer, not a rookie. So yeah. I think is a pretty impressive dude. He, he He's big, thick, physical type of guy. And he's one of the guys that I look at and I'm like, man, if it when he actually hits you, it, it it's rough. I mean, he has driven guys backwards and made them do things against their will uh, with with a very intent heart. And I think that's where you kind of look at it and you say, hey, he's somebody to watch. But I'm gonna throw this one at you, Wolf, okay? For my best non rookie newcomer. All right, love this category. Number 20, Patrick Peterson. Ooh. Haven't heard a lot from Pat Pete. Yeah. But you know but what? that's a good thing. I was going to say. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah. 13 years in, been there, done that, everywhere type of guy. Right. And the leadership that he's possessed, I feel like, you know, even more so, hit, you know, when Minka was, not, was absent. Right. Correct. Pat Pete was in every defensive back's ear. He was truly a player-style coach. Uh, he's out there. He does his job. He doesn't get beat <laughs> that yeah. often, right? right? Right. And he's just he's he's just a model defensive secondary guy because of how much turnover there was in this secondary. To go and get a Pat P to add to this group, to be an additional leader, to help the maturation of Joey Porter Jr. Um, and then Corey Trice until he got injured. Having the adult on the on the edges um, was important. Being able to do some adulting, yeah, being able to do hardcore adulting, you know. <laughs> and um, and and I really, you know, Pat, I I, I think I said this on the show yesterday um, on the training camp live show. Right, right. Day one, we're down there right by the Gatorade coolers in the center of the field. Okay. And I I see Pat, and I'm like, Pat, what's up? He's like, Max, I finally made it, bro. I'm finally a Steeler. It took me forever, but I'm here now. And and that was one of those moments because, you know, because Pat was in the locker room with me with the Cardinals. I've known Pat since he was at LSU. He's okay. Brian McFadden's cousin. Um, oh, that's so, right. I forgot so, about that. So, yeah, so I've known Pat. Our kids went to the same elementary school uh, when, he, when he was still with the Cardinals. So to see Pat here at this moment still doing it at that level and everybody looks up to him. Like when he speaks – Everybody has their eyes on him, even Aminka. And so just having that additional resource, like a Siamalu, right, just automatically brings credibility and stability to True. a position. Yep. I feel like Pat P has brought stability to the secondary. Very good indeed. Yeah. Very good indeed. So, yep. so yeah. You know what? We got a we got a um, interview 
with uh, Bryden Fajoko. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, Braden, yeah, yeah. Well, why did I say Bryden? Braden. Hey, d- right. It's an EI thing. I know. I get it. It, it always confuses. Yeah, me. yeah. No, hey, you I know, get you think it. you go A. You know, maybe B R A E. Like I have a I have a grandson named Braden. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, except for like you know, you go the I I before yeah, E, e except, except after C, C sometimes yeah. and Y. Okay. Anywho, CJ's well, giving us the break. We're gonna break, <laughs> and then when we come back, we're gonna play the Brave Fajoko sound for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CJ, it's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. Got it. This is what happens when you got guys with crushed synapses. Yeah, All right, you you're in the locker room. This one starts. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. You know, we were talking about uh, last segment. We were talking, Max, about, uh, you know, best non-rookie newcomers. Uh, We talked about, uh, you know, uh, the offensive MVP, defensive MVP, and all that sort of stuff. But one of the guys that you got to think about is Braden Fajoko. And we talked to him yesterday uh, on, uh, you know, the post-practice. I, I love that we get to interview guys coming right off the, the, the field. That, That's that, pretty that, neat. Well, and nobody else is doing that. Exactly so, so. For Steeler fans to have the opportunity to hear directly from players in a training camp environment, it's not like some mass media pool. It's a one-on-one. You and Mike Pursuta get to do that or Missy. Um, get to do that. Um, it's pretty special. And like you said, you get to know guys um, Absolutely. a lot a lot better. And listen, that interview was great, so I, I can't wait to hear yeah, it. Yeah. Why don't we take a listen? Braden Fajoko coming off the field yesterday with Mike Pursuit and myself. At St. Vincent College in Chuck Knoll Field. And welcome Braden Fajoko to the program. Braden, really appreciate you taking a few minutes. Uh, I wanted to start today with Team Run. Uh, that was loud. You could hear it. Up here, uh, you guys were getting after it down there, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, the offense likes to uh, get a little chippy, and, you know, they talk a little smack during seven <laughs> shots. So, uh, team runs a, a, a good time for us to narrow the game down to the run game and, and uh, get to hit them in the mouth a little bit. Brayden, you are a, a run plugger. I mean, you plug any hole. Matter of fact, I've heard it said that if you run the Titanic, that ship makes it into port. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely, brother. You know, I watch you down there. You play with a low pad level and you got strong hands. Tell me a little bit about your game and what you love about playing that nose tackle position. Uh, you know, I just I think it's a position that you need to be physical. It's it's one that you can't measure with talent. You measure with your heart. Um, and so I take a lot of pride in, you know, putting my hand in the dirt and the A gaps and, and putting my hands on people, you know, specifically centers. And um, I take a lot of pride in the run game. You know, me and, you know, Elandon Roberts and Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander, I talk to those guys every night and, you know, I literally tell them every night I go to sleep, I think about how we can make the inside of that defense better. Um, I think about making sure no running backs run between the A gaps and run between the tackles. And, you know, that's just my game. That's my niche. You know, I've become fond of it. That's what I'm good at. And, you know, hopefully I can bring a little bit to Pittsburgh this season and um, help us be the best team we can be. Does that put you to sleep? Because that would keep me up at night trying to think up ways to be better. I'd think of maybe a glass of warm milk or, I don't know, maybe something a little stronger. You, you seriously mm-hmm. go to bed thinking, how can I be better tomorrow? 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole point of being an athlete, being a competitor. Um, you know, at this point in my career, I figured out, you know, the tools I need to be to um, take my game to the next level. And it's working with the linebackers, working with the older guys like Cam and Larry every day, um, helping my game, helping my craft, Coach Dunbar, everybody that's poured into me, um, giving me this array of tools I can use in my toolbox and uh, ultimately help the team when we come out here for practice every day. Braden, you seem to have a decent amount of, you know, being able to pass rush, you get that forklift going, you get the uppercut. What's your specialty, man? Uh, don't tell me the ghost move because I know there's no way you can pull off a ghost move from a three-tech. You know, so every day we, before we start pass rushing drills, uh, we go with one of our EQ assistants, and uh, he has the dummies um, on his hands, and so we use it to do hand moves. And so um, we're going through pass rush moves, double hand swipes, chop, dip, and rips, and then we get to the ghost move. And uh, Coach Tomlin, <laughs> Coach Tomlin comes up to me today. He's like, "Yeah, B, uh, just stick to the bull rush." <laughs> so, um, power rushing, power rips, bull rushing is 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 what I'm good at, and you know I'm just gonna stick with my fastball pitch for now. <laughs> uh, Brain, one more about team run, if you will, because I don't know if you've picked up on this yet, but that's what we do here in Pittsburgh. We break down drills in training camp to the nth degree because. It's that important to us. Looked like you had a couple of plays, I think consecutively, a big hit on somebody that couldn't see the pile kind of obscured my view. And then you had a tackle for a loss. And was that you kind of stomping around and letting everybody know, hey, I had that? You know, it, it's to me, um, you know, and I've talked to Coach Tomlin about it, and he says, you know, every time we take the field, he's like, B, this is your drill. Um, you know, you have to be dominant. You have to let people know that the inside of the defense here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is nowhere to run. And so, you know, just coming out there and just bringing energy so my teammates can feed off of it. You know, it helps when, you know, you got guys like Cam and, and Mon and TJ and Alex and those guys, you know, the first group just running and killing it and, you know, having all the energy. And so you just feed off of that and you keep the energy rolling and it just helps you throughout practice, you know, and all the younger guys feed off of that. Braden, as you look at this defensive unit, kind of give me your thumbnail sketch of what you see from the front end. Because I know you're too busy to pay attention to what's happening on the back end. But up in the front end here. A lot of competition. Um, it's brought out the best in guys. Um, it's awesome for the room uh, because it puts guys in a, um, a place of achieving more. Um, you know, I'm out there on third downs now, you know, just because we're in a point of competition and seeing what everybody can do. You know, I'm having the ability to rush the passer now in nickel packages and dime packages. Um, Hopefully not in the game because, <laughs> you know, you want guys like Cam and Larry doing that with TJ and Alex. Um, but just here in camp, you know, um, getting the feel of the room, knowing what everybody's about, you know, getting to come out here every day. It's different, you know, when you're in OTAs and you're just in, you know, T-shirt and shorts. You know, now we're out here in full pads. We get to put drill work to teamwork and ultimately execute it in these preseason games. Brayden, last thing I have for you, uh, this is your first year with the team, first mm -hmm. trip to St. Vincent College and, and extended stay for training camp, what did you make uh, this setting and this process, and how did you enjoy it? You know, this is awesome. Going into my fourth year in the NFL, I've never experienced this type of training camp setting. Um, the fans here have been amazing. You know, when I first got here, I checked into my dorm. Uh, I was a little iffy about it. It was like an older dormitory. <laughs> and, um, it was brick walls all over, and I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a rough one. But, man, after the first two days, you walk out here, you see the fans. You know, at night, we have our rookie talent shows. We have the home run derby. You know, we have dinner together. We meet together. Um, this is probably one of the best experiences of my life, not only just because we're here as a team, but, you know, you get to do what you love to do on an everyday basis. And to me, I don't look at it as a job. I just look at it as enjoying time with you know, my brothers, my teammates, and um, I'm kind of sad that we have to wrap this up here in Latrobe, but, man, it's been such an awesome experience. I mean, everybody here has been just so amazing. That's a true football player right there, let me tell you something. 
Hey, thank you so much, Braden. Appreciate you taking the time. That's all I got for you. Thank you, guys. And that, of course, was Braden Fajoko, and what a great job he did representing himself and, of course, the defensive unit. And yeah. the front end. You know, yeah, the IQ raised just a little bit. Listening to uh, I'd say <laughs> so. You know, tremendous competitive guy. You watch him. The guy is very thick and powerful. You yeah. know, I mean, you talk about having ham hocks. That dude has got to be at least a couple of axe handles across the backside, which is yeah. your power pack. If you're going to be in the trenches, you better have ham hocks. You better have a power pack. Otherwise, you're not going to last long in there. No, no. It, 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 is, it is not for... The elite fitness guys. The fan of heart, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not for the fitness influencers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to find a home there. No, you're not going to find a home there. Uh, but, no, I mean, just listening to him, I think some of the key takeaways, you know, one of the things I, I, I just enjoyed was hearing about how he communicates yep. with the linebackers right. every day about how we can make the middle of this defense better. And he goes to sleep at night thinking about that. That's the passion and that's the drive that you want out of all of your players. Absolutely. But especially when you know how important it is in a place like Pittsburgh that the interior of this defense needs to be strong and stout and be a do not enter zone, you know, yes. or enter at your own risk. Well, think about all the yeah, think about all the aggravation we've had in the last couple of years with inability, especially when they go to, into that, you know, the sport too. Yeah, uh, uh, that nickel package, nickel, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've had had huge problems in stopping the run. Get gashed. And you th- yeah, and I think we've got the people now. In play. I mean, you go back to Minnesota, you know, of a couple of years ago. We were up in Minnesota, and Delvin Cook had rushed for what, uh, 150 or 200 yards yeah, in the first almost, half? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember mean, was, Mike Tomlin coming in the locker room going, does anybody here want to tackle? Do yeah. Anybody in this room, does anybody want to tackle somebody? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's how aggravating – the run stopping ability was, or was the run stopping was lacking, yeah. Uh, back then, and so now when you see a guy like Braden Fajoko, I mean, as I said, this guy could plug the Titan, the leak in the Titanic. Yeah, I mean, he's just one of those guys that can, you know, is extremely difficult to move. Now, one of the the, the problems that he does have is that when you have the inside out, or the outside zone stuff, that's where he has some issues. He's got to work on, but you know, got to keep the feet moving. You got to keep the feet moving. But other than that, I mean, this guy is really—he's a football player. And you heard, like you said, the passion in his voice and the fact that he's talking about somebody's riding that bike like crazy. This is Isaac? Uh, What's it, Isaac? Yeah, Isaac. That's got to be <laughs> assistant O line okay. coach Isaac Washington riding the uh, Carl Dunbar's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, electric bike. This is, I could see the Wizard of Oz playing that the witch thing going. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 I'll dun, get dun, you, dun, you dun. my pretty. Yeah, I know. He's just too. buzzing around <laughs> the field. Yeah, he he is definitely flying around the the, the field. But yeah, so so just so this gives us comparative analysis. So when Carl is 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 he's cruising, doing laps. He's yes. doing laps. He's like, man, Isaac is going all over the place, man. Yeah, listen, when you got that little engine in there, yeah, you know, that's, that's whipping you around. I mean, he's doing it quickly too. He's got it going on, man. Yeah, he's taking that hard left. He's got the back straight coming up. Look at that. Yeah, he's loving it, man. God, yeah, that, that that's a, that's a wonderful ESS bike. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Where were we? Yeah, we we were talking about Braden. Oh Fajoko. yeah, that's yes. right. We're talking about Braden Fajoko. Talking about uh, non-rookie newcomers. Yes, exactly. So, and I think he's an important addition because he has one of those. Uh, he's one of those run stopper guys that uh, is going to be oh so important, especially when you get to second halves and December football, as Mike Tomlin would call it. 
Uh, it's important. I can't get over. Look at Isaac. Th- yeah. This is like over ah. three football fields. Yeah. He's flying, and he, is, he is kicking it in. I he mean, is. he is pedaling hard, and that ESS is making him look like a speed demon out there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the security guys were going to check him out here. Yeah, hey, exactly. or somebody, write him up. Or, yeah, somebody's going to give him a speeding ticket. Yeah, for exactly. The he's yeah. just flying, man. Yeah. Well, it looks like he's coming in a, to park it now. Yeah. That is hilarious because he did awesome. about three laps over the entire football, football complex. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he was he was zooming. <laughs> he was zooming. By. Oh, Carl's down there. All right. Yeah. You know, Carl let him borrow the bike. Yeah. Okay. I, I think see he now. talked him up about it. I didn't see Carl yeah. down there. Oh, earlier. yeah. Yeah, so he always sits like behind the pads and stuff. I got gotcha. you. When he's not, because it's a sunny day. Yes. Cloudy day, he'll sit on the bench. Yeah, exactly. And these so. are the observations that we have because this, we've been this, up here that much. We're, <laughs> we're, we're up here in air conditioning. Yes. Enjoying our time. And uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, compared to last year, oh, absolutely. You're not kidding. Oh, that, that was, this has been fantastic. That one black pad down there, that yeah. thing. It gives off heat like you can't believe. Yeah, it does. That's why you you gotta always go with cool blue. Yeah, you gotta go with the cool blue pad. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a mistake having that black pad. All right, yeah. why don't we take a break because we got more to coming up. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, most improved, a surprise newcomer, yeah. maybe a guy who uh, w- operated under the radar for the most part. Who I think yeah. is gonna have a possibly a, a, a good you know big year. We'll have all that and more when we come back here in the locker room. Max Starks. Greg Wolfley, C.J. Wolfley. We got Justin back at the ranch. We got all kinds. Oh, no, that's Tomasito. Yeah, Tomasito. Oh, yeah. Remember, no, when oh, it, wait, da- it, it, it is, is oh. Justin. Okay, there you go. I was right. What? I doubted myself. When in doubt, say Tustin. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and we'll be back with more from Tustin. <laughs> this is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, the head man walks onto the football field. Mike Tomlin is making his way in his rounds uh, from the dormitories down to the walkthrough um, for today. Had a violation already. Guys are feeling a little frisky. Exactly. Somebody broke into a a semi-fast walk. Because they're getting ready for the Latrobe 500. Yep, you know it. But Everybody's the, feeling a little froggy. But here's the thing. I I don't know if that many guys are going to leave right after. Because now that practice is later and you still have post-practice meetings up there. That's true. So, I mean, it, it, might, be, it, it, it might be like a Talladega night situation. You might be doing That's just true. A, a night Ricky a night Bobby. Ride. Yeah, Ricky Bobby style. Who would be your Ricky Bobby out of this whole group? Who would you Ooh. pick as being Ricky Bobby? Gunnar Olszewski. The gunner, okay. The gunner. That was pretty quick. Because, you know, if you're not first, you're last. I feel like that would be something he would say. <laughs> you know, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is pretty good, man. I, and I, I just hit you with that out of the blue, <laughs> yeah. showing once again that you are quick and adept at moving on your feet there, my friend. Yes, caffeine it does wonders for Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. The gunner. He's Ricky Bobby. Yeah, he's Ricky Bobby. Oh, I, my I, goodness. I, I would give him I, that. You know what? I'm, I'll go with you. I think, yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. I'd go Ricky Bobby right there. Yeah, okay. Exactly. No, that is. <laughs> uh, what about Carl Naughton Jr.? Huh? We we got we got any of those guys out there? Who's that now? That was his wingman. That was his buddy. Oh, what was his name again? Carl Naughton Jr. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Cal. 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 Sorry, okay. Cal. 
Okay. Cal Naughton Jr. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so now we got added an er in there. Yeah, I'm, I again, I I don't know. Uh, who would be Gunner's wingman? Who would be Gunner? Slingshot engaged. Slingshot <laughs> engaged. <laughs> who could we make as? Who's the slingshot? For? I would. You know what? I go Calvin Austin. A little tandem action. That's that's a possibility. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, I don't know. Connor Hayward. Oh, Connor just, you know, the jack of all trades type thing. Yeah, and he, he's he's there as a wingman. He's there. He's it. he's there to help out, help his buddies out. You know, while we're talking about movies, I'll never yeah. forget being right here. Terry Bradshaw had filmed uh, Cannonball Run, uh, in, in during uh, the off season, right? So yeah. I come back, I'd watch Cannonball Run, and just before I come into training camp, and there's one scene at the end where he's with Mel Tillis, and he's laughing. He's in the pool because it. They drove the uh, the car into yeah. the pool, and then they're by the side of the pool. And every time they're looking at each other, Bradshaw um, and, and uh, starts laughing. And they got a retake. It's the outtakes at the end of the film. Yeah. And so I said to Brad, I go, what was so funny? They did a close-up of you and Mel Tillis in the pool, hanging on the edge of the pool. You look at Mel, and you start laughing, you know, and it just because, you know, Mel would stutter and everything else. Yeah. And he goes, well, he had a booger in his nose. And when, when I looked at him, he would, like, Exhale, so the boogers started to pop oh, out. And it, it's like it's a something streamer. only Terry could <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Bradshaw <laughs> said he started pushing, getting that booger coming out of his nose. Oh, so it god. just made him break up laughing. But Oh, my God. That's funny. That's you know my brush with greatness. Hey, once again, listen. These are the things that people want to know. <laughs> Some, sometimes you want to know how the sausage is made. Wolf. That's right. And that's what I we're mean, here. That's when I was watching the film up in Orchard Park, all right, yeah. I'd gone with some buddies. Watching Cannonball Run with my my quarterback, you know Terry Bradshaw yeah, as a, he's in the in movie. A star. Yeah, he's in the star role right there. And by golly, you know you want to know what was so funny with you and Mel Tillis because it didn't look, you know, Mel after a while with the the stutter and everything. Okay, you get over it, and it's, you know, it doesn't make you just break up laughing. I mean, you're w- working with me the entire time, Terry. Yeah, exactly. What's making you laugh? Exactly. So it's the booger, the hidden it's, booger. It's, it's the streaming. You booger. couldn't see it. You yeah. couldn't see it from where they they. They shot it from, but anyhow, that's that's neither here nor there. All right, oh, moving funny. along here. Wait a minute. Yeah, is this you or it's me? It's my segment. Yeah, your segment. Okay, it's my sorry. Segment. I just kind of took, like, over, took with, over. I'm with sorry. Your movie aficionado. Even though we did, it was good banter because I do I do love movies. So oh, I know. Yeah, movies. So. You know, I saw the original Star Wars back in the movie theater. That was like Walt. It was huge. It was oh, like an wow. indoor. You know, remember back in the eighties, they had. One theater would be giant. The IMAX like an outdoor, theater, yeah. yeah. And I saw it on that. That was just spectacular. That had to have been awesome. That really was. Especially for that to be uh, debuted and nobody knew what it was, right? Because there, right? wasn't, there wasn't an expectation no. for this first crazy movie. Um, and then, of course, what it is now, you think about you, So you got to see it at the ground level. It was really cool. Original yeah. patron of the Star Wars. No doubt about it. So... You know, you know what else I want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? About friend? being something that's new. Okay, let's talk and, about new. And, and you don't know what it's going to be. All right. Most noticeable rookie award. Woo. Actually, no, no. I take it back. Most noticeable award. Rookies are now included. Okay. How about that? Okay, that's wow. Now I got to think, because I I'd, I'd already gotten in my gourd with man. I Keanu Benton is the guy that. To me, he's the most noticeable rookie. 
I mean, just yeah. say, but you got to you can't. Well, now that you open, then you got Calvin Austin doing some stuff that only Calvin Austin can do. You know, yeah. he, he's going yard and everything. But I'm I'm going to have to stick with Keanu Benton because I already wrote it down. Okay, well, right, so I'm going to go with him. Hey, listen, I th- I think it is a very plausible choice because the boy flashed <laughs> in does, the game. He, he did flash. He was a wrecking ball without a direction. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was without just, a direction. Yeah, it was just like just let him loose, and whatever he hits, he hits, and he was hitting everything. And and I think that's something when you think about the power the balance, the explosiveness, and just the absolute urgency that he played with, you can't help but notice him. Absolutely. And so I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, for a rookie and for a position like a nose tackle, which is what we need. Right, correct. I'm not looking any further. I mean, I, I, think, I think we drafted the right guy to come in and mature in that position. I have no doubts. And – it's like how he was available at that point in the draft to get him, you know, towards the mid to end of the uh, second round. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I, I can't think of anybody that would have been better at that because I know I had, like, Gervin Dexter also okay. on my list um, of nose tackles at that position. But something about Bucky Badgers, man. Bucky, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, we could also – you could throw Nick Herbig in there, honorable mention. Another Bucky Badger. Yes, another – exactly so. Um, I didn't even expect to be able to add him in because of the fact that I didn't expect him to be able to put any plays on tape other than special uh, – the special teams. But, you know, another guy that uh, – if, if we're going to expand it beyond rookies because you did say that too. Yeah. Then you also got to look at uh, Wreck-It Ralph, DeMarvin Leal. Yes. Who's had a very good camp? He mm-hmm. doinked his ankle a little bit, but he's come back. Had a strong outing the other night in Tampa Bay. Yes, um, I, you got to like where we're going with the young people. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of young people that are uh, being able to be real contributors this year. People that you know are going to have a real, real role in advancing. You know, uh, I think growing throughout the season. No, I, I mean I, I'm right there with you. I think you have a nice rotation of guys that you've seen on this defensive line is highly competitive. Braden Fajoko said that himself. Right. And when you're looking at just guys popping off the tape, you know, you have to, you have to look at that. And Friday night was truly displayed because you couldn't help but notice 95. And then when you didn't notice 95, you noticed 98. Correct. Like that, that second unit group with Loudermilk, Benton, and Leal – was causing destruction for for the Tampa Bay they offensive certainly line. certainly were, weren't they? Yes. It was a trio of just young guys just out there literally manhandling. Having fun. Yeah. You know? That's what you want to see. Being so, destructive. So I'm right there with you. 98, 95, both Leal and Benton um, are two guys. I would say they pop off the film. And they, they, brought, they, they bring some excitement. Another guy I throw on there. Okay. Anthony McFarlane. There you go. Yeah, got, got, you, you talk about noticeable. Yeah, I mean, you notice him leaving everybody behind. <laughs> you do. You yeah. do. You know, matter of fact, he would be one of the guys that I would put in contention for most improved. Thinking yes. about but also another category because you look at where he's come from. This is what, year four? Yeah, this is year three or four. Three or four. What we got here? Where's our sheet at? 
I got the sheet. Hold on. As you look it up. Right there. Year three. Okay, year three. three. Okay. So year three. Yeah. And you've seen this guy, like you said, he's leaving a lot of people in the dust. You know, and that would be a a guy that I would consider also for most improved because, you know, in his first couple of years, you see occasional flashes of of the speed, but you don't see it in anything that makes you go, whoa. Well, we've seen a couple of woes this year. Yeah, we've seen a couple of woes. And he did it in the game, right? I mean, that 14-yard touchdown run, um, where he where he just pretty much said, "Ah, there's green grass. I'm gonna get there before everybody else." Touchdown. <laughs> you know? Touchdown. You know, it was like Roadrunner. Me, me, boom. As, he was gone. <laughs> and as my brother Ronnie likes to say, there is no dirt like pay dirt. Yes, absolutely. And, and yeah, he hit that. So, and he's been doing some great things in practice. I mean, the wheel routes that he's run, some of the angle routes. And just getting it, he and in fact, heck, in, in um, seven shots, he lines up. He lines up as a slot receiver in uh, some formations. When we bring in some two two running back uh, formations, he lines up in the slot, and so that just goes to show you the trust that they have in him. That not only can I hand it off to him in the backfield, but this guy can run routes and he does them technically proficient, and he catches the ball. Yeah. So, so yeah. So no, I think that's a good group for us for the. Um, for the most noticeable. I think there's some good ones. And like you said, we could argue about there's a some lot of, of game most improved. Yeah. But it's a lot of good things, to say the least. And we'll come back. We got more because we still have what well, we have most improved. Surprise newcomer. Yeah. Uh, and the under-the-radar guy. Which oh, that, yeah. that, that's that's going to be a really good one um, to spark some debate. But we will get to that and more on the other side of this. Hour three coming up inside the locker room. Wolf, Starks, St. Vincent, (laughs) college, we'll be back in a minute. (laughs) 